Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I'm <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Boy, that was a... <laughs> I like that dramatic pause there. I'm, like, I'm, I'm working on my introductions here. I'm trying yeah, to try like, change it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not trying to fall into that proverbial comfort zone where I sound yeah. monotone or like... I am Jason. Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying... I am not, Borg. Yeah, I am Borg. Resistance is futile. I'm trying yeah. not to sound like a Costco greeter where I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank oh, you, yeah. thank you, thank hey, you. So. We should do that. We should say, you know, this is a PTI Borg podcast. <laughs> Resistance <laughs> is futile. You right. will be assimilated. Make it so. You will review our <laughs> show and subscribe yes and you will follow us on facebook at pardon the intermission and on twitter at pti underscore podcast because i always forget that <laughs> you, for- you always, i'll have to put one you always want to put at pti underscore the show, show i know I, but i'll I, have to make one up so i honestly it, don't know why yeah. i just hey, I, I don't Some, know. sometimes i know how it is though man you know sometimes you get those things in your head it's like you just can't get rid of it you always right? call something right uh yeah it was funny because we have that local little park uh here uh, in our town and it's called yeah. uh Storyland. and oh, it, when Story i went Land. to a kid you remember that it's, it's at the park and uh-huh. you go in there yeah. and it has all these little scenes of mother goose stories you know childhood stories yeah and you stuff. insert the key but, in the box and yeah yeah and, and, it, and it tells you the story You're, you yeah. have this little magic plastic key and you'd put it in this talking box yeah. yeah and so when you turn it on then it tells you the story of like you know oh the red <laughs> riding hood you know there was a girl who you know yeah. so yeah anyway though it's funny the point is is that I would always call it Storybookland yeah. instead of Storyland, and I can never. And every time I oh that's Storybookland, no, it's Storyland. They tell me I'm like I can't get it out of my get head. Get it anyway. right, darn it! I know. Anyway, <laughs> that's just funny how your mind works. Anyway, it is. It is. But you know what's even funnier is uh, Disney just keeps. Uh, what do they keep doing here? Uh, <laughs> oh, they Jason. Keep, they keep giving us so much content to opine about. Yeah. It's like really we feel like it's it's Christmas Day. It's like Christmas Day and Groundhog Day all wrapped in the uh, wrapped into the same gift. <laughs> it gives here. us a lot to talk about, and right, it's not exactly. good, folks. It's not <laughs> no, good. No, it's not. Okay, uh, unfortunately, Mandalorian episode. This is episode seven, and there's only one more yeah. left. Yeah, in, episode in the, in the seven, one more left. Yeah. Okay, what did you think, episode seven? Okay, so episode seven on a scale of one to ten, it's a five out of ten. Now, it's been the second best episode thus far. I will say this, folks. I have been really disappointed by season mm. three of The Mandalorian. It has been a letdown. After it left me on an emotional climax at the end of season two, when we saw Luke come into the fray and battle those droids and then Moff Gideon and the, you, you, get, you get the gist of yeah. it. You know, I was really geeked for season three. And season three, there has been a, a popular phrase used to describe the storytelling for the season, Eric. It's called jumping the shark. Oh. I think, or jumping the elephant. Or no, jumping, it was jumping the shark. Jumping yeah. the shark, was it? Okay. You know what the jumping shark. the shark is from? Well, baby shark to do? I don't know. No. Okay, so jumping the shark for, the, for, the, for everyone out there and for you is yeah. a reference to, if anybody remembers, there was an old TV show called Happy Days. Okay. Sunday, Do you remember Happy Monday, Days? Happy, happy Days. days. Yeah. It was basically. It was kind of like a, a. It was a TV show that was kind of like set as an American graffiti, yeah. uh, which was George Lucas, which yep. was a, a story by George Lucas. George and, Lucas. Yep. Um, Good. Movie. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of that. And so it was set kind of in the fifties, you know, and these kids would go to the diner and all this. So what happened is there was this, yeah. this one guy called Fonzie, and he was yeah. he, he was like the coolest guy on the show. You know, he's kind of guy to always hey. have the chicks. Yeah, he had the leather yeah. jacket and the t shirt and the motorcycle, right? Henry Winkler. At Henry his Winkler. 
Winkler played yeah. the Fonz. And, yeah. and, uh, Arthur uh, J. Fonzarelli. I love the Fonz. I had a T-shirt that had the Fonz on it with his motorcycle when I, I was a kid. It. I know? believe it. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. So he was the cool guy. So what happened, though, was Happy Days, it got to a point in the TV show where <laughs> he actually jumped a shark. It was like he's on his motorcycle, and somehow the episode goes where he's on his okay. motorcycle, and he has to prove or he has to do this this one thing where he's jumping literally outside of the diner yeah. uh, uh, of this, you know, uh, in the show. He's outside, yeah. and he jumps this pool that has a shark in it. That's where the term comes from. So after that, everybody said, you know, that, that show went downhill. It's like they're at the point. There's nothing else they can do. Now to keep the audiences involved, they, they have to jump the shark, right? Right, yeah. So that's kind of the term. That's when and it means okay. when it starts to go downhill. I mean, the show was good, so, and it jumped the shark, and yeah. it was like, what is this crap? So you know? it, it jumped the shark. Now, this this most recent episode, again, 5 out of 10, there were a lot of elements that I liked about it, some elements that I didn't like about it. But it basically just, now we're kind of at the point with The Mandalorian where, um, okay, so we kind of think we know what they're going to do. They've gone back to Mandalore to rebuild their empire, to rebuild yeah. their, their society. And then, lo and behold, who comes back in this episode? Giancarlo um, Esposito. Esposito. You remember him, Breaking Bad mm -hmm. fans, as Gus Fring. He was also in The Usual Suspects. He comes back as Moff Gideon. And we find out that in order for the uh, this new Imperial Order to uh, get to where they want to be, they have to take the Mandalorians out of the picture. And so that involves going to Mandalore and thwarting their attempts to rebuild Mandalore. But you know, Eric, I got to thinking what really irritated me the most about mm. this episode was there's a particular scene where Moff Gideon walks in and there are holographic images of these of this Imperial Council, remnants yeah, of yeah. Imperial Council. And there are two mentions. One character in there is the name of Captain Pelion. And then there's a mention of a name called Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm -hmm. So Star Wars diehard fans like you and I probably know that there were three books written by science fiction author Timothy Zahn that take place five years after the return of the Jedi. They're commonly okay. referred to as the Thrawn trilogy because mm. they have the main antagonist in those books named Grand Admiral Thrawn. Very tall, foreboding character, wears a white imperial suit, has blue skin, red eyes, and kind of dark black hair that looks like a, uh, a flat top. Mm. But um, anyway, Captain Peleon and Thrawn are two characters in those books the books are Heir to the Empire, The Last Command, and uh, Dark Storm Rising, or Dark Force Rising, I'm sorry. But the reason why I was so irritated in a way, but yet excited at the same mm. time that those characters' names are in there and mentioned is because... Um, when Kathy Kennedy took over Lucasfilm, okay. uh, some of the other creative people that worked with her wiped those books out of Star Wars canon. Mm. Those books and several other books and graphic novels were eradicated from Star Wars canon. They were recirculated and rebranded as Star Wars Legends. Really? So the reason they did that is because they wanted to acknowledge their existence and their importance in the Star Wars universe, but insofar as tying mm. them in to future cinematic and television projects, okay. they weren't going to play any part. At least that's what I thought. Yeah. Until I was watching The Mandalorian. And there's Captain Peleon, portrayed by mm. an actual physical actor. And they mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. I'm like, you shifty little bleeping, bleeping bleeps. Well, you know what it is, right? Because... Uh. I, because uh, 
Filoni, but here's the deal, right? Isn't yes. isn't Thrawn a, a, a big character in uh, the Ahsoka trilogy? Or I mean, not trilogy. I'm sorry, but the Ahsoka story. Ahsoka story. Grand Admiral Thrawn also was an animated character in Star Wars Rebels. So, and I think and, he and, would, and that's a Filoni tie-in. So I mean, yes, to me, it yes. makes sense why um, mm-hmm. why he he would be back because they're going to have yeah, yeah the Ahsoka series is coming out. I think <clears throat> after this, right? It is Ahsoka series is coming out in August. Yeah, and the new trailer actually, folks, you can watch it on YouTube. The new trailer is available now. So, so they're trying to make Ahsoka. the tie-ins essentially. So that's and that's what it feels like they're doing right and now. And Filoni so is is also gonna tie-ins. gonna supposedly the 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 whole uh, uh, tie-in to everything is that Filoni is gonna make a movie yeah. where all these characters somehow are tied into this movie supposedly. Yes. yes. Right. Supposedly. Yeah. yeah. So that all makes sense. Uh-huh. So, so anyway, so so you said you were excited, but you were. Upset. I was excited but upset because when I found out that they took those books and several other uh, literary works out of the Star Wars canon just to make room for these new film and new TV projects on Disney Plus, I was a little irritated mm. because you know I grew up. I, you know I didn't grow up. I read those stories and I loved them. They were written by some good authors. And Timothy yeah. Zahn is a Hugo Award-winning science fiction author who's done some wonderful stuff and he's authored numerous Star Wars books that have been really great. And those three. books books that take place five years after Return of the Jedi are solid. They're really solid sci-fi mm. stories. And I got latched onto those characters in those books. And when I found out, nope, sorry, they're not part of canon anymore. Oh, but you know what? We're not going to eradicate them entirely. We're just going to rebrand them as Star Wars Legends. So uh. you can still read about them and still enjoy them, but they're basically like their own thing. And then what we're doing is our they, own they thing. They diminish. Yeah, yes. they diminish those characters yes. and just, yeah. So now I guess I should be shaking Dave Filoni and John Favreau's hands because <laughs> <laughs> they brought them back into the fold. Yeah. So at least that's good. But still, that's kind of what irritated me, but also had me excited too, because I've wanted to see a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn mm. for a long time. And I've wanted to see some of the other characters from those books, like Mara Jade, who eventually marries Luke Skywalker, and mm. they have two kids, two Jedi powerful children or Force powerful children. And Mara Jade was in uh, those three books. What, which what what pop- happened? To, yeah, what happened to her in the movie? I mean, what happened in the movies? Right. Mara Jade's not in any of the they movies. They just didn't even. Right? Yeah, I mean, no, they just didn't. I mean, no mention uh, of Luke yeah. is just on an island somewhere with the alien cows on. Yeah, the, like I said before, on a side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, He's alone in the Skywalker trilogy. Um, you know, no mention of Mara Jade and Luke is you know alone and destitute on that island, waiting to die. So, yeah, I mean, so they just, they just threw all that stuff away. Yeah, yeah. But so at least it lets me know that by including Captain Peleon and naming Grand Admiral Thrawn in this most recent episode of The Mandalorian, some of that's back. Some of this is coming back, which I which I'm kind of excited for because they yeah. were great on the pages, and I hope that they can be great in some manner of shape or form. Well, it, I here. hope so too. And I don't really know much. I didn't watch Rebels. Rebels. I don't know much about Filoni style, but I mean, I'm kind of from what I hear. There's so much turmoil right now. It, it's almost like. Um, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but they but, but watching Mandalorian, I have to believe it's true that uh, Favreau's just basically mailed it in, said, okay, whatever. And because I'm watching uh-huh. The Mandalorian, and this is not The Mandalorian of the first season. This almost, no. this, to me, this seems like really the creative team has just completely went away. The first season creative team, and that the, the whoever's doing it now, it's just like a whole new, they have a whole new direction. I don't even know what they're doing. 
Yeah, you know what? Um, well, and, I'll, and I'll say that you said it uh, uh, earlier. I thought you were going to call it the Woman DeLorean. <laughs> the Woman DeLorean, <laughs> because it has Bogotan story now. It's yeah, essentially yes, it what it. You know what it is? Is they're 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 taking uh, they're taking the Mandalorian and they're and they're just basically putting inserting any Mandalorian in. It. It's like well, the show's right. called the Mandalorian, but it's not just about Din Djarin. I mean, it could be about Bogotan or it could yeah. be about this other man. It could be about Boba Fett. Could be about. You know, and it's like, okay, no, it's not. The Mandalorian is, you know, Din Djarin. I mean, obviously, even uh, Carl Weathers, right, his character is, hey, Mando. Right. He's calling him Mando, Calls right? Calls him Mando, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So it had more intrigue when it just focused on the mystery of Din Djarin, not just the whole Mandalorian. And here, here's the thing, general. too. They, they, they've completely taken him. We've talked about it before. They've completely taken yeah. away... Um, his show. He's bowing to Bo-Katan. He's giving her the black saber. Yeah. He's he's second banana now in his own show. Yep, okay, absolutely. Now it's going to be interesting to see. So yes. So here here's a couple of things. Big plot holes I didn't like about this episode. Mm-hmm. One was. Um, First off, you know you have that these these Mandalorians that have been left on Mandalore, right? When they when 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 uh, uh, Dinjarin and and the rest of them come back to Mandalore yeah. to see what they can salvage, you have these these Mandalorians that are on there that they meet up with and they and right. they join up with them. So you're right. telling me that those guys have been on that planet the whole time. They have no idea right. Moth Gideon's on there with. I mean, you see right. underground. He's got this huge. He's got this huge base. This huge base, yeah, with tie interceptors it makes and tie bombs. No sense that they would not know that something was going on. The other thing that doesn't make sense is that Moth Gideon wouldn't know that man the Mandalorian or that Dinjar or I'm sorry <laughs> that uh, a Bo-Katan came down and they had their little stint, or he wouldn't know that there are other Mandalorians on the surface. I, it right. just doesn't make sense. Well, this most recent episode is titled Spies. So what do spies do very well? They stay hidden. They stay, they stay concealed. You don't know a lot about them. Yeah. I guess, look, if you want to really nitpick at it and edge it with a fine-tooth comb, you could say, okay, these outcast Mandalorians that just lived on the surface didn't know about Moff Gideon and his forces down below the surface of the planet because they did a very good job at concealing themselves, you know. Well, and they also called the spies because they had what was the name of that? Uh, what was the name of that? Um, that one on the on the planet uh, uh, where she was talking to uh, Moth Gideon. I can't think of the one that she messed up. That doctor, she got him. Yeah, right. I can't remember her name either. That, but that that's why, and that's another spy, right? She's yeah, another insider. She She's pretending to be uh, reformed. Uh, to the Republic, but she's obviously still working still, for the em- Empire. Still working for the remnants of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and it could be. Now, you know, there's been speculation that it could be the armor is actually a spy because she left him. Remember, she's like, I'll take right. the wounded and I'll get the heck out of here. And, yeah. then, and yeah. then they were all attacked. Yeah, that's right. I will say the one thing I did like is I, I love those those uh, uh, troopers. Those troopers, yeah. And I don't know, are those the ones that they call them Necromancer or is that something else? Because they kept, they kept referring to this program called the Necromancer where obviously oh, right. they're cloning <laughs> these people. Yeah, yeah. But I will say it was pretty cool seeing these guys in uh, basically in in uh, Mandalorian armor, right. with, you know, Beskar, and they're you know, I mean, those guys are tough, man. I'm right? Like, wow, I that's know. cool. Soldiers of Fortune or what? Huh? Yeah, those guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I, I was disappointed. The whole the, it even seemed like uh, um, uh, Moth Gideon. It even seemed like I mean, just just his role. It just seemed like he kind of mailed it in. He was like, oh, Mandal, you know, he's like, oh, Mandalorian, I got you now. Ha ha ha. Okay. Yeah. It didn't seem there wasn't that threat like when we saw him the first time right. when he came in. I mean, he's right. like, oh, who is this guy? You know, and he's like flying in and he's just, right. you know, he's, he's a, a, a being a, a BA, you know, coming in and, and you know, the, yeah. 
taken over. And it's like now it's like, I don't know, he just seemed kind of weak. He didn't seem and, and you know what, Erica just it ties into just what the general plot line of of Mandalorian has been in season three of Mandalorian, where it's been a whole lot of nothing. It's been a yeah. lot of back yeah. and forth. It's been a lot of focusing too much on too many different characters. And quite on to be quite honest with you, I've forgotten that this series that this series is the Mandalorian because they yeah. have focused on so many characters. It's like, are you guys still centering this around Din Djarin? Are you centering this around Bo-Katan? Now are you going to center this around Moff Gideon now that he's come back and made his mm. return? What's going on here? What's the overall um, What's the overall end game for the plot of this story? Where are you guys going with this? Where are you leading? Yeah. I mean, this every good Star Wars story like Rogue One and Andor starts off with the main plot and sticks with it all the way through. It seems mm. like with these guys, they established that in seasons one and two of Mandalorian, but they deviated from it a lot. And now they've just yeah. kind of like hit a brick wall, and it seems like they've just completely, again, like you just said, Eric, like we just alluded to, they've jumped the shark. Yeah. And Well, and it seems like they're trying to wrap it up too quick. Like all of a sudden, you know, they have him going on some planet and meeting Jack Black yeah. and, and Lizzo, and you're like, what's going on here? And then he, and then he, he goes to Mandal- uh, Mandalore first, and it's like, you know, they, they should have set all that up where they all came to Mandalore together. They could have, yeah. I mean, the whole thing could have been the journey of trying to get to Mandalore, trying to, rather than, like you're saying, going back and forth and flying around. We don't know he's on this plane. He's always back here to Mandalore. He's back over there. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And then he goes and they, they he basically, uh, the you know, Mandalorians get to set up on the, uh, what planet, I'm sorry, is uh, 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 Carl Weathers. from? <laughs> I can't remember his character name. Uh yeah, he's the uh the magistrate. The magistrate, but but yeah. anyway, that at, at that at that point, you know, he gave him he gave the Mandalorians a piece. I mean, it doesn't even show it them is. setting up a colony. It's literally like, oh, here's some land for you. Great. Well, we're gonna go and set back up, and it's like, right, wait, what right. are you guys doing? You guys aren't even. There's no even for the the Mandalorians themselves, the writers. Yeah. They haven't given them any direction. They're like you, yeah, exactly, exactly what you said. They're all over the place. Yeah, it's like they're mailing it in. Now it's like all of a sudden, oh, we've only had two episodes left. So oh wow, hey, look, let's. Bring Bring in Moth Gideon, and you know, I mean, he didn't yeah. seem the threat that he was before. No, I wasn't scared not. of him. I'm like, this is no. a joke, right? You know, and then now, of course, they did capture the Mandalorian. At this point, I'm like, I don't really care, to yeah, be right. honest. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This, this they whole, should Yeah, this whole third season, Eric has just left us one large flat line of a storyline. Yeah. There's no suspense. There's no anticipation. Not like it was last season, where. You know, each episode gradually built upon the other, and we were eagerly anticipating something. Well, this season, not the case. It's just like, and look, my wife and I, and me especially being a diehard Star Wars fan, um, my wife and I this season have literally struggled to make it through every single yeah. episode. And uh, it's just like, well, yeah, yeah. And I'll, and I'll tell you, remember, I did, I did make the claim that I was pretty much done with the series uh when we were uh i think it was the last show or the show before when they had the the jack black lizzo episode i said this is a joke oh, i'm God. done with it i'm probably not gonna watch it but you know what it is now it's the train wreck i yeah. can't take my eyes away i'm like you know what i want to watch this thing <laughs> to see how bad it's gonna get now yeah, because right? i want to see this train wreck i right? really do it's like you know what just make it as bad as you can yeah bring luke back in at this point bring leia in with a lightsaber why know, not right? you bring know Chewbacca who cares where's mace Windu, bring him in somehow. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. I still have a lot of faith in Dave Filoni and John Favreau, but they have well, like slipped said, on a big banana peel with this season. I, I all I can know is I can go off the rumors, and supposedly there's these huge issues with them and Kathleen Kennedy, and there's a yeah. huge struggle, and and I'm afraid. Yeah. 
Favreau's basically said, it sounds to me, it just seemed like he's mailed in and said, you know what? Forget it. Just give me my money. I'm out of here. You know, I mean, I, that, and that's my worst fear. It's like, come on, guys. You yeah. guys were doing so great. And now it's going to be. Yeah. But I think we should recoin. Instead of jump the shark, maybe we, maybe we should say the Grogu jump. Because remember how it's like, <laughs> right. all of a sudden, all episode now, it's like Grogu's jumping around right. and, and getting treats, you know, jumping in people's uh, yeah. arms and getting treats. I will say the one thing I did like about it, I got to say, which is Grogu related, is that is that robot he's in. <laughs> IG-12? The, the robotic hey, bounty hunter? Hey, yeah. Right? Here's, here's my, here, I will I will have a prediction. Here's my prediction. I have go. a feeling, because I saw something, and I don't know if it was a fan, I don't know if it's a fan art or something, but I saw that robot with lightsabers. Sure. I think what you're going to have is Grogu is going to grab some lightsabers somehow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how. Who knows how he gets them? Who cares? Right. And he's going to go and save Din, Din Djarin. He's going to go in there with that robot, using that robot, you know, like uh, Admiral, uh, what was that Admiral that had all those arms? That was uh, uh, oh, you're thinking of General Grievous. General Grievous, sorry, not Admiral. Yeah. General Grievous is gonna be like him, but he's gonna be just like just you know, <laughs> lightsabers gonna be flying around. He's gonna be taking these uh, right, right, these dark troopers out, whatever they're called. Yeah, taking right. them out and and saving Dinjar. And I hope so. That's that would be that would be fun. Might as well just right. make it fun. But uh, at this point, right. yeah, it's it's I, it's gone anyway. Yeah. Hey, uh, we also had uh, you had an interesting story here. Let's move on about. Yes. Uh, HBO. <laughs> I didn't even know this was happening. Tell us what's going on with HBO. What are they yeah, doing? Yeah, so this is going to affect me too because I'm an HBO Max customer, but apparently HBO Max is going to be uh, rebranding itself here, folks, and it is now going to be known. So I think it's of, just... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, actually, no. You go first. Well, you I was just going to say, I think it's just going to be known as Max, right? It's going to be known as Max. They're taking away the HBO. They're taking away the HBO. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has unveiled Max. It's a consolidated streaming platform that will supersede the three-year-old HBO Max service that we currently have and enjoy. And it's going to pull in content from Discovery Plus. So that means for current Mm. HBO Max customers, well, we can expect basically the content from Discovery Plus and from Cinemax to make its way onto HBO Max, so they're going to truncate everything. But they're going to get rid of they're going to get rid of the separate streaming platforms of Discovery, right? And yes, of Cinemax, exactly. And then it looks like all of the um, all of the Warner's content is going to move off of HBO uh, Max as well. That's going to go somewhere else. Uh, let me see here. It says. Um, it says here, may HBO Max customers mainly will see a uh, boatload of new content and enhanced features in Max, which is adding programming, again, from Discovery brands like HGTV, Discovery Channel, mm. and Food Network. Great. Rachel Ray, here we come. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Discovery said existing HBO Max subscribers will have access to Max at the same price. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We know that. But so, yeah, um, let's see. Well, also, they were saying here that there's, it says one big change uh, following the launch of Max will that all 4K mm. Ultra HD content will be available only to the subscribers of the service's most expensive yes. tier. So you're going to have to yep. pay for an ad. So basically, if you mm. want this four Ultra 4K content, yes, you're going to have to pay $19.99 a month, and that's mm. ad-free, and you have no choice. There's going to be no ad right. uh, uh, option with that. It's going to be ad-free. Right. So right. if you if you want that, you're going to have to go with it, which you know what? I really, at this point, I'm like, I, I don't think my TV is an old TV. Like I said, it's, it has 3D on it. Um, I don't, I don't, it's all 1080, so I don't care. I have a 4K that. Ultra HD TV. Would you want to watch this pro? I mean, to you, is it that important to watch programming? Would you pay the money no. to watch it in, in 4K? No. 
No. I mean, I love the picture quality of a 4K Ultra HD movie. I just watched uh, not too long ago Black Adam and 4K Ultra HD, mm. and the picture quality was outstanding. But no, Eric, I'm not going to just up my up my tier level or price package just because of 4K Ultra HD. That's not the uh, that's not the straw that breaks the camel's proverbial back for me. Yeah. You know, whether it's a outstanding picture quality or not a great picture quality, I'm still going to watch what I want to watch, and I'm still yeah. I'm still on a budget. So I'm willing to sacrifice some things. And on a list of a thousand things that I absolutely cannot live without, you know, upping my price my price plan on HBO Max to get 4K Ultra HD at $19.99 a month is number 999. Well, the good news, know? though, is that I, I guess they're saying that actually other than that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you don't care about the 4K Ultra HD, yeah. whatever, um, then you can still, they still have those other two tiers. Yeah. You can still watch... Uh, you'll get all this. Actually, you'll get all this extra content for the fifteen ninety nine a month ad free, or they'll sure. still have the nine ninety nine a month sure. with the ads. So, so uh, yeah. So now, apparently, um, the, this transition allegedly is going to be seamless, which means that for all of us current existing HBO Max customers like myself, we're not going to have to log out, create a new account, mm, log yeah. back in, and start over from scratch. We'll, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. That's why I say allegedly, and I emphasize that word. So apparently, it'll be as easy as ABC and one, two, three, like the Jackson Five saying. I don't know. You know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, mm, I don't know. There's still, I don't know. I still think there's too many streaming services, but you yeah, know. there are. But you know what? This one though, I think is important, and the reason why I put it in here in our Padlet area yeah. is because we know there's been a really big time um, failure from the HBO Max Discovery Plus partnership mm-hmm. and how that really burned out. They tried to make that its own separate streaming platform and okay. that and that burned out because nobody bought it. Nobody wanted to see HBO Max and Discovery Plus. So when that fizzled out, this obviously was their way to rebrand it and resuscitate it and this is how they're going to do it. So now, as of uh, what I think I think the story says this transition will happen in May. Um, yeah. As of early May, it's no longer going to be HBO Max. It'll be just Max. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I'm not going to change so, my, my – and for those of us that are existing customers, our pricing plans, unless we actually go in, allegedly, and select what platform or tier we want, if we're on a current existing pricing plan – it's not going to be um, omitted. It's not going to be overridden. We're just we're going to keep the current plan that we have, and we'll still be able to enjoy all the outstanding HBO Max content on this new Max platform. <laughs> well, we look forward to that. So yeah, if you do see a sure. change, all of a sudden, if you if you are uh, you know you're on your Roku or whatever your TV yep. and you're going into you know HBO Max and it just says max now you know why <laughs> right and i manage my subscription through Roku. well and we'll so. see how long how long that lasts because yeah. at some point with all this content they're going to want to charge more regardless Eventually they will we saw netflix did it yeah remember when netflix first started out with their streaming platform they said this is going to be great a very affordable 6.99 now it's a very affordable what 18.99 well and what i don't understand too <laughs> is that why would they have different tiers why not just say you know you have a, a ad and an ad free one and and make make them you know, it's fine. Make the ad one a non 4K yeah. and make the the ad free one a 4K and just have two different levels instead of having all these tiers. Because they realize that there are different people out there that are on certain budgets. They realize there are different people that have certain likes and dislikes when it comes to entertainment on different streaming platforms. This is just their way of ingratiating them to their their customer base. You think base. they'll combine? You'll combine those tiers down the down the road at some point. Okay. Because- yes. And here's why. Because 
it only makes sense. One tier is going to be more profitable than the other. Sure. And when that eventually does happen, they're going to have to cut back costs or they're going to have to figure out a way to combine both of those and come up with one set price. Maybe they're, you know? yeah, maybe they're, it's their way of kind of feeling out the field right, and right. seeing what's going to, like you're saying, what's right. going to win out. You know, in other words, if everybody's on the ad, the ad version, they're right. going to be like, why even worry about the 4K stuff? Nobody cares about think it. Of it in this, think of it in these terms, Eric. Netflix has different price tiers. Okay, you can yeah. get you can pay a particular price for Netflix where you can still get mail mail at home order movies and watch streaming as well. You can also pay for a tier where you can only watch streaming movies on mm. Netflix. You can also pay for a tier where you just get mail at home order movies. Mm. Netflix kind of has it the same situated the same way. Yeah. Now they now they still have those different price tiers for the different plans. I don't think they have any plans yet to combine everything, but kind of think of it, this is what they're doing. They're basically taking Netflix's model and seeing if it's going to work for them just on a different level. There's one other change that we, we didn't mention. I don't, I don't yeah. think I heard you mention it, which was uh, they're also going to go from three. You can have three users of the platform with one subscription down to two now. Yes, they are cutting back big time on password yeah. sharing. Yeah, so, so they're I, doing that also as well. When you said Netflix, it reminded yes. me of that, yeah. Yeah, so in other words, my cousins who live on the East Coast in <laughs> Pennsylvania, you guys are SOL if you're you going to share my passwords account. anymore. You gotta get, right. yeah, yeah. get that right. credit card out. It's time sorry. to start paying. Yep. Sorry, guys. Got to pay the piper sometime. Hey, we're we're uh, we're running we're running right up against it here. Almost out of time. I wanted to yeah. mention one more story real quick. Yes. Do um, it. Guess what? There's going to be another reboot of another series. Oh. We're so excited. And guess who's going to do it? Amazon. Oh. And guess what it is. Robocop? That's right. Ding, not, ding, 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 ding. Not cool. Wena, wena, chicken dinner. No way, man. They're doing Robocop. No They're going to redo Co Robo Cobocop. Yeah, it's gonna, they should have called it Cobocop. They're going to redo uh, Robocop. Amazon is. Um, I guess with the, uh, what was it? What was the, where did Robocop come out of? I'm trying to look as far as the movie, the, movie uh, uh, oh, MGM. That's what it yeah. is. Amazon bought MGM. Yeah. They own Robocop. Yeah. Um, so they're doing it. And guess what? It's not just Robocop. They're going to, it looks like they have the properties. They're going to redo St Stargate, what? Legally Blonde, Barbershop, The Magnificent Seven. Okay. Haven't these been redone already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to back up just a second. Wait, let me just mention these. Okay, okay. These. okay. Fame, okay. Pink Panther, what? and The Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, for crying out loud. So those are all possible projects that are going to get either the movie or the series. They're going to make them into, into serials. Uh, to get the serial treatment, they say here. Okay, so they're going to go back. And, so wait, now on the Stargate one, I'm confused because Star Stargate was turned into a TV series. Mm -hmm. So are they going to do another Stargate TV series? Well, they don't give any details here. They're saying that these these are likely going to get because they were popular. See, this is what they do. This cracks me up. They say, oh, here's a popular IP. Let's yes. take it and redo it and just throw it back out there and people are going to watch it. They think they have, it's the same thing. Disney has this formula and they and you know what Disney's coming out with a live action uh, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's like what? Wait a minute. Okay, you got this. Put the brakes on. Let's get some creative people that can write yes. some original stories. Let's take it from that point. Let's not take all this property and just rehash it. And you guys think that it's, you know putting uh, new actors in there, it's just gonna you know make you money hand over fist. See, Eric, this article is semantics. 
we know this is all going to happen. They say, well, it could happen. It might happen. That's semantics for True. it's going to happen, and we yeah. know it will. And you know what? I saw the RoboCop reboot movie that featured Joel Kinnaman, who's been in a lot of – you know, he was in Suicide Squad, which wasn't a very good movie, mm-hmm. but he's been in some other good stuff. And he played the title role of RoboCop slash uh, Alex Murphy. The re- the reboot of RoboCop movie was completely gastronomically ridiculous. It was stupid. Yeah. I mean, it was just, no, it no way compares to the great classic sci-fi action film that Paul Verhoeven did with Peter Weller yeah. and Ronnie Cox and uh, Nancy Allen. So. Well, you know, and, and a lot of people could look at it today and that may, maybe didn't grow up with it and say it's kind of looks kind of corny or whatever, you know, right. because obviously it had the special right, right. effects of, of, of back in the day when it was produced. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean, these, these are definitely, these are classics. Why go back? Why redo them? Why rehash them? If you want to do it, why don't you take it to, and maybe they might, but take it to another level, do something else, but don't just remake RoboCop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I I don't, yeah, I believe me, I I know what you mean. I don't like any of these ideas here right now. I, I don't, we don't need to see more of the same stuff regurgitated you know we we, we fawned over uh last episode we we had a great time because it's awesome we fawned over the the star star trek picard yeah and here's the thing you know these guys these execs i think they're so they're so out of it um they're so far away from the reality of the situation they see that they say oh everybody loves star trek when they brought in picard so let's just get robocop and remake that you know they're gonna love it you know it's and like you know what? Uh, for, come on how about for the cherry on the icing we redo predator as well oh and oh, while, they will they will and while we're at it let's go ahead and redo alien or aliens and let's go ahead and oh you know what total recall oh wait a minute total recall has already been redone Forget but you know about what that. here's the deal they took the predator ip and they and they did make it but they made a different movie right oh, oh you're right well hulu yes, did yeah right? hulu did yeah and and that was it, you know, it, it that was, was a good movie. Good. It was good. it was on its own, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know, they could take RoboCop and they can even update it, but yeah. make it its own thing. Say like, you know, oh, we had this RoboCop that didn't it didn't work out back in the day, but we're redoing the program right. because of whatever the world's in chaos. Right? Okay, redo it and stuff. But if they try, oh my gosh, if they try to just remake the same thing yes it's gonna crash and burn yeah i hear you eric i don't like this idea um now does that mean i'm gonna be a hypocrite and probably watch some of this stuff if and when it comes out yeah sure yeah sure (laughs) got a report on it we're doing it hey it's our job here we're doing it you know we're we're taking the we're having to do it you know take it for the fans of these uh, you know and give them the the truth on the the show we're taking one for the team here folks. exactly exactly trust us so anyway, that was just kind of an interesting story I yeah. wanted to bring up. I, you yeah, know, definitely it, interesting. It, Amazon and it seems like Disney and all these, you know, these studios, they just I don't know who's controlling these things, but they're not pumping out good original uh, entertainment anymore. It just seems like they're trying to rehash all the IP or remake, you know, animated, go to live action or live action animate or just the same, you know, like they got Peter Pan. That doesn't look like it's doing good. No. Uh, speaking of Disney, uh, well, you know, Amazon had a little bit of a hit there with um, the, the Lord of the Rings prequel, The Rings of Power. Uh, was it though? I mean, I, I hear so many. It, see, I didn't watch it myself, but I hear so many different. You it, know, some people. It's it was, mixed bag. It, yeah. star- it started out very well. The hype was very big on it when it first came out, but then as the season wore on, it kind of died down. So I would mm. say it was a semi hit for Amazon, but it, it scored them a lot of bucks. It did. It scored them a lot of bucks, yeah. and they took the they they picked up the ball, 
and they ran it into the end zone for a touchdown. So, well, here's the other yeah. thing too. Uh, uh, wasn't H? Isn't speaking of Max? We're talking about H- yeah. HBO Max. Did, aren't they going to redo the Harry Potter? They are. They're actually turning the Harry Potter books into a decade-long television series production. So each so each book will be a season, from e- what I hear, right? So e- each of the books are going to be one season. Yes. So yeah. they're going to devote. Yeah. So and and J.K. Rowling is going to be a produ- She'll be tied to it. She'll be produced. I think she'll be producing. She'll have final say over the content. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's going to be great because it can dive in more to the books and exactly, you know, because when you're in a movie, you can only do so much. So you have to leave a lot of right. stuff out. Right. But they're saying this this is going to be so much better. But I don't really know. You know, so many people are tied to that, to that uh, Harry Potter already, to the movies. Right. You know, that can they redo it and make that magic again? Uh, no pun intended, but. Well, then how are they going to handle the casting? Well, that's, that's the other thing too. Because 10 years is a long well, I guess I guess you could if you if you casted young enough, yeah. they would have they would be all the way unless they get an Ezra Miller, uh, where you know they get into some uh, trouble there, <laughs> they have to recast it. Ezra Miller has problems. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. So anyway, but it, it just goes back to they're kind of redoing and rehashing something that's already done. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we're anyway, not in favor of that. It doesn't look too favorable. Too, too promising. For these, too promising for these. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for these studios. Anyway, hey, guys, that's all the time we have this this uh, show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe and review the show if you can on the uh, podcla- podcasting platforms. Right. And social media. Follow us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission and on Twitter at PTI underscore podcast. And once again, thank you guys. Good job there. You got it. I got once it. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate you yep. guys and uh, have a good one. Take care. God bless. See you on the flip side. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.